This is Shades. Here's the jump hook. It's good. Sykes has it. Half-court heave for the win. He got it! Banked it in for the win! And now we've got a battle. Kareem against Shades. Doug Moe trying to get his players back. They don't want a technical foul. They're still in a, in a lock here. Kareem has got a headlock on Shays. This is Shays and Higgins. You are listening to Shays and Higgins. Mario Sacco alongside Danny Shays today. Brian Higgins in on assignment. Hanging out with Will Smith down on South Beach in Miami as the issue women get set to take on the Hurricanes on Thursday. Danny, good to talk to you again as always. Absolutely, man. Sixth man of the year. You, you're, you're, it looks like you got about pretty much locked up. I got a couple more weeks to uh, to, to power through this. Danny, let's, let's get right into the matchup today. Uh, 9 o'clock tip, Syracuse taking on an NC State team, an NC State team that's reeling. Um, they come in 10 and 12. They've lost four out of their last five. That lone win, though, is over a Virginia team that Syracuse has lost to. Um, NC State only 3-8 and eight in the ACC. Uh, if they were playing only Virginia teams, Danny, they'd be pretty good because they got wins over Virginia, Vatek, and Louisville. Uh, other than that, uh, another very winnable game for Syracuse uh, tonight at 9 o'clock. Not just winnable, Mario, but must winnable. Uh, you know, we talked about this stretch of the season. They have to, as my old trainer used to say, they have to make hay while the sun shines. And uh, so this is a team that's behind them in the standings, uh, team, as you mentioned, uh, you know, not on a roll. Uh, and, you know, we're coming off a big win with momentum. Uh, you know, we got uh, Samir in the lineup. We've got, uh, you know, guys playing well. And so this is a game that, that we have to win to stay in the hunt uh, about getting in the top half and then, uh, you know, seeing about getting some good wins at the end of the year to, uh, you know, to get us, uh, you know, looking towards the, uh, you know, either a strong NCAA tournament bid or, uh, you know, getting momentum going into the NIT. But uh, but this is a situation where tonight is, is a must-win game for us. This is an NC State team that they got, you know, three guys and one guy that you're really looking at and Sebron and the way he can score the basketball is it a type of game, Danny, with this 2-3 zone that, that you really have to key in on a guy like him, or can you key in on a guy like him when you got Helms and, and Smith uh, at the weapons that they this NC State Wolfpack team has? Well, this is a team that, you, as you mentioned, they've got a couple of weapons uh, that have been very, very effective. So you, key, you, you play them with what we used to call a man and a half, right? You, you are paying attention to them, especially when they're going to shooter spots. Uh, in the zone, but also they're going to try and play a pace game too. I think you're going to try and pick it up, uh, get some of those guys in transition, uh, pressure the Syracuse team to you know to use up energy early in the game. So we'll see how that plays out. Uh, but uh, but again, yes, you, you definitely do tilt your zone towards uh, their three guys and you know less pressure uh, on on the others. Now we also have a team that's lost their inside players to injury, uh, so they're not as formidable on the inside. So uh, you know, this is where you may let Jesse uh, and when Frank Anselm is in the game, kind of roam the middle and really press those four guys out, uh, you know, on their scores. So this, so that's, uh, again, an adjustment we're going to see as we go along. You talked about the the play of Jesse Edwards maybe in this basketball game, and it's an NC State team. Syracuse beat three times last year, including in the ACC tournament. Uh, they've had success over this Wolfpack team, and it's an NC State team that you're used to kind of that big man down low, but as you mentioned uh, injuries have kind of riddled uh, NC State at that position. How would you focus on Jesse in this basketball game? Well, I think you're going to see him, uh, number one, offensive glass is the most obvious, right? Running the floor uh, for opportunity. So he's got those two opportunity spots. 
Uh, pick and rolls, uh, you'll see Jesse in a lot of those. He does a very good job of catching the ball high and keeping the ball high. So when you're playing against smaller guys, right, that's where you become vulnerable if you bring the ball down. So he's really done a good job of keeping the ball up. And then the odd post up, you know, again, depending on how the matchups uh, play out, uh, you know, you, you may see him get some opportunity post ups when he has uh, an advantage there, gets the you know gets the position deep. So that's the you know that's the obvious things, right, which they've done effectively, pick and roll. Uh, in the half court, right? Pick and roll, they've been effective, and then you know, throwing it to him in the box periodically, and then, of course, the opportunity baskets, offensive glass, uh, and transition. You're listening to Shays and Higgins, Mario Sacco alongside Danny Shays today as Syracuse gets set to take on NC State tonight at 9 o'clock uh, down at PNC Arena in Raleigh, North Carolina. Coming up at 3.30, Benny Williams is set to join us uh, from the road before tonight's game, and I want to get into that bench play uh, against Wake Forest, I know you know you've talked about it with Brian as well. But when you're looking at how this Syracuse team performed against Wake Forest and the bench production that they got, is that something that you hope to expect it the rest of the season, or is it kind of anomaly with you know Samir coming back and and SU just needing a spark uh, that game? Well, the, what we had talked about and we're going to continue to talk about is how this team's going to make adjustments. Right as you get deeper and deeper into the season, clearly, uh, you know, uh, every team's going to scout what's working. So they're going to they're going to pressure Buddy Beheim. They're going to pressure Joe uh, Joe Girard all over the court. Uh, make somebody else beat you. Cole stepped up. Uh, Jesse has uh, been a great spark this year. Jimmy in the low post is giving you something. Uh, but again, if you're giving them the same diet game after game. Teams are going to start keying, keying in on you to make it tougher to score. That's why in the NBA it's so hard in the playoffs. When you play the same teams you know, five to seven times in a row, depending on the series, it gets tougher and tougher to score as teams make adjustments. So to bring the bench in to be able to make a, you know, show them a different look, right? You've got uh, Samir What is that di- different look, Danny, when, when Samir comes yeah. into the game that, that you know, SU offensively runs differently or defensively? What, what are you seeing differently out of them? Well, both. Samir is a penetrator. He's not the three-point threat that Joe is, but he's a penetrating threat. Uh, and being bigger than Joe, he can draw attention to, you know, for either kickouts or getting to the rim. Uh, and uh, obviously a strong ball handler in transition, so less likely to press. And if they do, he's, you're not worried about him being you know, worn down as you would Joe Girard throughout the game. So that's the biggest look on the offensive end. He's a penetrating guard with draw and kick or get to the rim. On the defensive end, longer, quicker at the top of the zone. You know, more prone to getting steals, although Joe's done a pretty good job at that and rebounding at the position. Joe's done a, a nice job there. But Samir is, again, more of the prototypical point guard that, that Syracuse is used to. You know, a little bit longer on the perimeter, uh, active in the steal angles, uh, get jumping in the lane. So he gives you that different look. Uh, than a Joe Girard. Uh, you know, Frank Anselm coming in is more similar in style of play to uh, you know to what we've seen Jesse, but because he's played effectively, aggressive going to the rim, making his free throws, uh, it gives Syracuse more you know more comfort at that spot. If Jesse gets in foul trouble, you're not seeing a big drop off uh, with Frank coming in, and then of course Benny Williams is a guy at the four. Uh, the 3-4 position, right, who's a five-star recruit, uh, you know, uh, typically a good shooter, athletic, uh, just hasn't yet settled into his comfort zone in his role, understanding how to play, but that's something that we've seen, you know, just the last week, Coach, more impressed with how he's played in practice, maybe giving him a few more minutes in the game to get comfortable where, you know, it's tough to get in no matter who you are, uh, two minutes at a time and, and really make anything happen. 
everyone saw last game, Buddy Beheim goes off for 30 points. You mentioned Cole Swider and the performance he had. Uh, what what impressed me in that basketball game, and especially in the second half, the way the team was sharing the basketball. They had 18 assists in that basketball game. Danny, Buddy had seven of them. What 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 is he able to do when when he's drawing all these defenders? You know what. What do guys need to do around him to, to try and space the floor uh, when Buddy's doing that? Well, you actually you know, really hit it on the head, Mario, that he draws attention, right? Every team is going to make somebody else beat you than Buddy Beheim. So when Cole steps up, when uh, when Buddy gets was able to distribute the ball, right, Cause, because he will draw a double team, able to distribute it, and they score, now teams are going to be in their pick-your-poison uh, mode, right? Who am I going to let beat me, right? Do I... Do, you know, do I force somebody else now that they're stepping up, or do I play more even? Uh, and then Buddy go, has the opportunity to have a big night. So, so when when the other guys are stepping up, it just takes so much pressure off Buddy to be the primary scorer that allows him to you know be more of a scorer, right? Because now he's not the entire focus of the team. So that's why we need you know Jimmy getting in the post periodically, Jesse with opportunities, been Cole obviously. Uh, stepping up, making shots, uh, especially off the perimeter, right? Get him going into the lane, that little 12, 15 footer around the free throw line uh, just draws defenders in and opens it up more for Joe and Buddy on the perimeter. 315-437-7644 if you want to chime in about tonight's game against NC State. 9 o'clock tip down in Raleigh, North Carolina. That's 315-437-7644. And, Danny, you touched on at the beginning uh, of how NC State might want to speed up this basketball game a little bit. And we've seen Syracuse have trouble, you know, protecting the basketball when when teams with length, you know, get up on them and, and play pressure defense on them. Do you see kind of right. that against an NC State team tonight? Because, you know, Syracuse did well, a good I job see, on the flip yeah. side of, of turning Wake over last game. Uh, will they be able to do that they against did. NC State? They did. Wake was, uh, especially in the second half, it almost looked like they ran out of gas. They had a hard time controlling the ball, turned it over, just, and, and and not good turnovers, right? Just passing into you know into defenders, dribbling the ball off your foot. Uh, you know, those kind of unforced turnovers. And uh, But, you know, give Syracuse credit for being active, you know, getting in the right spot. Uh, you know, Jim Beheim's zone is something that's different than most teams use. And so when you come in here as a new player, you have to learn and you know, different rotations, different angles that you're looking at. So obviously Buddy and Joe Girard have been here a few years, so they've mastered it. But, you know, Cole coming in, Benny as a freshman, uh, you know, uh, Jimmy even coming in, right, although he's seen it, hasn't played it. Uh, you know, it takes, a, it takes a while, and that's why we've seen the last few years this team be kind of an end-of-the-year team, right? They've gelled uh, at the end of the year, and maybe, and maybe we're starting to see that, uh, you know, as things start coming together. So, uh, but uh, but transition, uh, the other thing we've seen is this team kind of run out of gas a few games at the end. You know, you mentioned not holding leads or, um, uh, you know, just uh, you know, going cold in the second half, other teams getting hot because the pressure isn't the same second half versus first half. So, so teams, like I said, as they scout Syracuse, they're going to say, look, let's – Let's see if we can, uh, you know, put some fatigue into Joe Girard and Buddy early. Let's pressure them end to end. Uh, let's really move the ball offensively, make them work on the defensive end, and see if that pays dividends in the, you know, that, that second half of the second half. We will have plenty more Syracuse NC State basketball talk, Danny, but when we come back after the break, it is National Signing Day. I want to hear those recruiting stories, Danny, of when you were recruited to come to Syracuse here and the pitch that maybe Jim Beheim has right now. Uh, uh, to his players to, to get him here on campus. 
As uh, we'll have that after the break. You're listening to ESPN Radio Syracuse as well as Utica and watching us on QSportsTalk.com. We'll be right back after this. This is Shays and Higgins. Had to rock out a little bit there, Jordan. Uh, you're listening to Shays and Higgins, Mario Sacco alongside Danny Shays. As Syracuse will take on NC State tonight. 315-437-7644 if you want to chime in on tonight's basketball game. But Danny, I want to touch on recruiting as it is National Signing Day. We've seen a host of guys sign for the SU football team today. Uh, even flipping a guy that was originally going to be committed to Georgia Tech. He's coming to Syracuse. But I want to hear the recruiting story of what it took to get Danny Shays to Syracuse. Well, my story is a little bit different uh, because, again, I grew up in the area, so I went to SU games you know, when I was 10 years old. And in the old Manly Fieldhouse with the dirt floor and the bleachers, uh, you know, and I, you know, I grew up watching Roy's Runs play, the 75 Final Four team, you know, Rudy Hackett, Jimmy and Mike Lee, uh, you know, all those guys were, you know, were guys I hung out with and played ball with in the summer and still, you know, run into them periodically. So, so for me, and Jim Beheim was a counselor at my dad's camp when he was uh, you know, 19, 20 years old at my dad's basketball camp. So, so you know, we go way back to that. And uh, uh, so that whole part, Bernie Fine, who was the, the lead assistant at the time, uh, was a head, was a high school coach at uh, Henniger. Um, when I was in high, you know, when I was growing up, so we played against them, and then uh, you know would hang out in the summers, you know, doing summer ball. So, so that was the long, the long recruit. Uh, but for me, the real competition, uh, you know, my final four was uh, Princeton. Uh, uh, they had a great coach there, uh, you know, big old timer uh, back in the day, Pete Carrill, and then uh, uh, Texas with Abe Lemons. That was like the the wild card going down there, Longhorns, Hook'em Horns, and. The, their big arena, the drum had just opened. It was a you know a great visit down there. But Wake Forest was really the coin flip. Uh, you know that was the school that uh, you know being able to you know, play in the ACC back then, the Tobacco Road ACC. Uh, Mike Jaminski was at Duke, and and uh, you know Wake Forest was really the competition. It was very much of a of a coin flip. Uh, you know I was real close to signing at Wake, and you know came back and. Uh, you know, finally got to the point where I realized that, you know, I went to Syracuse, so, you know, I had something to prove there. Uh, you know, a lot of people thought I wasn't good enough to play uh, at Syracuse. You know, Roosevelt was there. And so, uh, you know, looking back on it, that was, you know, you know, that was kind of it. You know, I really wanted to prove that I was good enough to play there. And uh, ironically, you know, at the end of the day, Rosie was an All-American center. And uh, uh, but I had the longest NBA career of any player ever had to come out of Syracuse. <laughs> Doesn't help uh, two, know, two guys uh, from uh, upstate New York a, a, as well, you know, teaming. Exactly. And, uh, you know, Carmelo is, you know, you know love him. He's uh, he's broken my record this year. I think he's in his 19th. Uh, so I went 18. So, uh, you know, so hopefully at least I'll get my name in the paper for him breaking my record. <laughs> uh, you know, good for him to have that longevity. Tough to do. Uh, but uh, then we had a, you know, I, I went to James Old DeWitt High School, was the kind of the first JD guy to, to come to Syracuse. But then we had a bunch. Andy Routens, obviously Buddy. Uh, now Jimmy, uh, uh, Howard Trish, uh, you know, we had a bunch of guys from JD, uh, Daywan Coleman, uh, who all uh, were JD guys. So it's, uh, uh, it was, you know, it was the start of a, a, of a great relationship. What was that relationship like, Danny, with, with Coach Beheim and your dad? 
Well, it's it, like I said, we, you know, we grew up, uh, uh, you know, Jimmy was, uh, you know, a, certainly a known quantity. Uh, I would, uh, when I was going to SU games, you know, Roy Danforth was the coach and uh, Jimmy was the assistant. Uh, so it goes that far back. And, um, you know, so, uh, you know, like I said, certainly a, a well-known quantity and uh, part of the, you know, part of the, you know, the extended family. Uh, my dad actually wanted me to go to Princeton uh, just because of the coach there and uh, the yeah. fact that Roosevelt was here. You know, he wanted me to play earlier. Uh, so we went kind of back and forth on that. But at the, at the end of the day, it worked out pretty well. How about today? Uh, you know, it being National Signing Day and, and mm-hmm. the difference of what it's like of from, from, you know, when you were recruited to, to how these kids are, are recruited today in today's day and age with the NIL and how things have changed now, how it's just night and day. Well, what's, you know, the biggest recruiting advantage Syracuse has is a carrier dome full of fans. And because uh, it's such a unique experience, uh, you're always kind of competing. You know, now with the ACC, you're competing north against south, right? Winter against Carolina, uh, you, know, Arizona, uh, you know, Georgia winners, you know, Miami. Florida State, so you've got uh, you know you get you counteract that with having the carrier dome you know, with uh, you bring them in when there's thirty thousand people in the dome, twenty five thousand people to see what that experience is, and that's really the, the differentiator. Uh, you know, obviously Syracuse with their history uh, with Coach Beheim, and uh, you know, so that's uh, you know that's the I, I think the real driver. You know, get them in this you know the school, you know, obviously a terrific university for. Uh, you know, from an academic standpoint, you've got uh, the Newhouse School, uh, for instance, is uh, you know, being one of the premier uh, colleges in the country. So, uh, you know, another selling point. But, can, you know, guys are coming for exposure and the basketball experience. And so, you know, for that, it's, uh, you know, dome all the way. Danny, Jim Beheim was asked on his show last week about, you know, the guys coming in here, and Syracuse has what would be, I think, a top 15 class now. It was top 10 at, at one point in time. A, a very good class coming in here, and here's what Coach Bayheim had to say. There'll be, there'll be two or three freshmen starting next year, probably, unless something goes haywire. And I think all five freshmen will play. Obviously, I hope Benny's back. I think he will be. Jesse, Frank, they're good. They're getting better. Joe and Simir, that's 10 guys right there off the top of my head without really doing anything else. So we'll see how it all works out. But, uh, yeah, they're all going to be a, a big part of next year. All right, when you hear that, Danny, do you think now more of, you know, last year we saw SU hit the transfer portal hard. This year they're, they're bringing in a bunch of guys. Is it just – you know, how it's going to be year in and year out and, and trying to adapt to what's going on in college basketball? Well, the, the other thing that comes up, and I, I, you know, Syracuse was the example last year, right? They hit the, tra- you know, the transfer portal because all of a sudden, out of the blue, they had three less guys than they thought they were going to have, right? And, uh, you know, so there's always that question mark. You know, this year uh, they have a, a different situation because they have graduations, uh, you know, assuming that, uh, uh, you know, Buddy and Jimmy, uh, you know, graduate. You've got uh, uh, Brahma, who, who will be graduating. Uh, so, you know, now you have a situation where those guys are gone, but and you don't know what's going to happen uh, on the transfer side, but they don't have a deep bench to lose guys anymore, right? Past the top eight, there really aren't players there, right? There aren't physical players. So, uh, so yeah, so, so recruiting will be a big deal because they had the good class. They're not... Uh, 
uh, you know, maybe as as needing to get into the portal. But so many teams around the country, uh, they won't know till April who is on their roster. You know, because you know guys are coming and going so easily now that uh, it's, you know it's a way different thing. Here again, it's last year was unique on the side that they lost got more guys than they thought. This year is going to be unique because they don't have guys to lose, right? They have the natural graduation attrition, and that's really kind of it. Benny is the one guy who I think would be the question mark, but he's kind of come out and said that, yeah, he's going to be here. We will be speaking to Benny Williams shortly, and before we get to him here coming up around the 330 uh, mark, I just want to touch on, we talked about the recruiting, and and I look at guys that, that are you know now playing in the NBA, and O'Shea Bursette and Elijah Hughes, Danny, that came here that, that weren't those five-star guys, and everyone sees you know uh, the Dukes that are grabbing these five-stars and the Kentuckys and down the line. How do you think Syracuse has recruited over these past five, six years? Well, it's, it's so interesting to look at because there's, there's – uh, let's talk general for a minute, and then we'll kind of get down to yeah. that. So if you look at some of the teams that had long-term success, like Gonzaga, Wisconsin, that recruited more locally – that uh, did a lot of development, that doesn't uh, turn their roster over year over year, they develop their roster. Those teams have had tremendous long-term success because there's a continuity. You look at a Kentucky, a Duke, who relies on, <laughs> excuse me, relies on the one-and-dones, well, it's double-edged sword. Sometimes they get a down year, guys get hurt, or they don't pan out, and they're turning their roster every year. So it's, uh, you know, there isn't like one great answer uh, to all of it. So. Uh, for, so here at Syracuse, they've been kind of a blend, right? They've had that extra one or two guys in the transfer portal who's who really helped them out. You, know, you mentioned Elijah Hughes, for instance, and uh, you know those guys, uh, you know, come in and make a difference. But they also have kind of the you know, part of their natural recruiting uh, and uh, some of the development. You look at a Joe Girard, a Buddy, and this team. Uh, you know, certainly Jesse, you know, those guys are coming in uh, and developing over time. So uh, so I think to, you know, to have that continuity, yes, you make adjustments. Uh, but for them, uh, you know, this is a school that is more likely to recruit guys and develop than, uh, you know, to get the top, uh, you, know, the, you know, one of the top tens or, you know, two of the top tens like a Duke. We will be right back. Uh, Benny Williams set to join us after we come back after the commercial break. You're listening to Shays and Higgins here on ESPN Radio Syracuse as well as QSportsTalk.com. Back after this. ESPN 97.7 and 100.1. Watch live on QSportsTalk.com. This is Shays and Higgins. Welcome back to Shays and Higgins. Mario Sacco alongside Danny Shays today. Brian Higgins down in Miami for the issue women's basketball game tomorrow as they get set to take on the Hurricanes. We're going to go right to the phone lines. Benny Williams joining us. Benny, as always, thanks for joining us here on a Wednesday, a game day as Syracuse gets set to take on NC State tonight. And Benny, uh, you have to be pleased. You know, 10 minutes uh, against Wake Forest uh, in that basketball game. Um, How has this last week gone for you? Um, I think I've had the best week of practice I've had all year. Um, and I got a lot of trust from Coach to give me more playing time. He told me that the guys in the second half just had a rhythm going. That's why I didn't play in the second half. So just knowing that I would have um, possibly played in the second half is just even more better for me. And Benny, this is Danny Shays. Uh, you and I haven't talked yet, but uh, I played at SU back in the old days. 
Uh, I was yeah. there actually Coach Beheim's second year. I opened the Dome in 1980, my senior year. Yeah. So it's, I've been following the program for a long time. Welcome. And uh, yeah, thank you. Me a little bit. So, so I appreciate uh, you taking some time with us. So you yeah, no problem. As a, as a, you coming in as a freshman adjusting, what have you seen as kind of your biggest adjustment? Has it been the pace of the game, kind of Coach Beheim's new style? What, what has it been that, that uh, you've been so impactful for you? Um, probably just learning how to play the game the right way. Um, I think a lot of people make the mistake of high school basketball being like what basketball is, but um, just learning how to play the game at a new pace, um, not always full speed, and just rebounding, defending, doing the little things that I always like wasn't asked to do. Benny, how difficult is it for you? You know, I see you there two hours before the game, an hour after the game, getting up shots. How hard has it been to to adjust your shot from what you were used to, you know, all growing up, and now, you know, they're kind of changing it on the fly on you? Um, I think earlier this summer was probably, like, the hardest part of it all, just the first part of changing it. Um, now I seem to be more consistent, just trying to get it to where I'm shooting the same shot every time and can shoot from distance. Um, I mean, but... I mean, it was hard sometimes, but it's definitely paying off. So another thing, Benny, I mean, basketball is not the only adjustment you're making, right? Moving to a new city, you know, school being at a much different level, you know, all the yeah. people around. How has that worked out for you? Um, it wasn't too bad of an adjustment because last year I was at IMG, so I was away from family on my own. Um that hasn't been too big of an adjustment. Just I'll probably just say basketball has been the biggest adjustment for me. And just managing classes was in the first semester, but not anymore. How about Benny uh, away from the floor? How, how have the guys helped you? you? You talk about you know uh, adjusting. How have the guys helped you? You know, it, it, it's not easy. You're, you know, you're not playing. You, you're expected to come in here and, and perform. How have the guys? You know, even if it be Jerry or or, or Adrian, um, helped you along the way? Um, in this season? They just tell me to keep working. Um, the times where, like, people don't see me, see what I'm doing, like, it'll come to, like, one day. So just keep working, honestly. That's what they've been saying. All right, so, Benny, one of the things that I've really been talking about where I really see your value to this team is really changing up the team's look, right? When you, The one downside with playing a small group of guys a majority of the minutes is you're giving the same look to teams game after game, minute after minute, so they make adjustments, and sometimes you don't have anything to go to. So with, you know, I, I've really been you know watching you closely. You know, been a big fan, wanting you to, uh, you know, come in because you can again give a much different look than the rest of the team, right? Big and athletic, uh, obviously shoot the ball well from you know from a scoring standpoint. So, yeah. you know, as you come in, what do you think that you bring that you know that is different than? you know, the guys ahead of you, where you can really make a difference on, on with your specific game when you're on the floor? I think athleticism and um, just running the floor and playing hard. I think those two things are things that, like, are going to separate me and that I just need to keep doing. Benny, taking a look uh, this year, you know, you know, has it been difficult for you? You, you know, you you look at, you know, you, you knew coming in here what type of coach Coach Beheim was. You, you knew that, you know, you you practice well, you're you're going to be on the floor. Has it been difficult for you at times not getting the playing time that, that maybe you expected? And and how do you handle that? 
Um, just keep working. But no, I don't really. I just try to do my best in practice, and sometimes I don't. And I mean, I know I'm not going to play the next day or something like that because of that. So I just got to be mentally prepared every day for practice. And this practice is where I'm going to earn my minutes for the team. So, Ben, you got NC State tonight. So, uh, you know, let's, you know, kind of project to, you know, you getting out on the court. What are you looking to accomplish? And, and what do you see from the NC State team that you can take advantage of? Um, NC State has a lot of shooters. I think we prepare well in practice. Um, just closing out. Like, forwards closing out, guards rotating. Everybody's just in a system. And, um, yeah, I mean, Pretty much, I mean, that's pretty much it. Like, we've just been focusing on the shooting and closing out. How was a win like Wake Forest and, and you know, winning in dominating fashion? How can that carry over to, to a game like NC State tonight? Uh, what was the last 48 hours like in practice leading up to a game like tonight? Um, I think that's the most energy we've had all season, and I think it's going to carry into this game, even though it's not at the Dome um, practices. The intensity in practice has just been on another level, and I think we're really ready to play this game. A performance, I, oh, I didn't mean to cut you off, Danny, but but seeing the Dome like that, uh, Benny, what was that like? You know, 23,000 in there. Uh, I'm sure that's what you've come to expect uh, coming here to Syracuse, and that's that's kind of what got you here. Yeah, that I'm sure was crazy. Um, I've never played in anything like it, and honestly, to have the minutes I had that game, to play in that game was crazy. Like that, I'm sure was insane. Giannis was there. He was like locked in the game, looking at the clock, looking at different situations. It was it was cool to see. So, as you mentioned, you played at IMG down in Florida last year, so you probably got to experience the ACC. You know, most of the television coverage is around that. So now you've been to Cameron. You've, you've you know obviously played games at Syracuse. How are you enjoying you know being in you know in this this really this classic basketball league and, and you know getting to play in all these different cities. I didn't hear you in that last part, man. Oh, no, just said how are you enjoying, you know, getting to you know to Cameron Indoor, you know, obviously playing home games in Syracuse, getting to uh, you know, some of these really classic ACC buildings. You know, it must be a lot of fun to get out there as a freshman and uh, uh, get all those new experiences. Yeah. Um it's crazy seeing all these arenas and on campuses and little things like that, just the area people live in. Um, I think Cameron was crazy. This, I mean, I've seen it on TV. I've heard about it. I thought it was bigger, but it's it's small. But the atmosphere makes it seem like it's so much bigger than what it actually is. That was it's pretty cool just traveling around the country playing basketball. Honestly. I've been lucky enough to go there twice, Benny, and it's like a like a small sweat box that they put you in there in Cameron and, and the fans yeah. on top of you. I want to go back to it being National Signing Day, uh, mainly on the football side of things, but you know, I want to go back to, to when you were recruited at Syracuse and what that was like and, and you know, something that sticks out to you. You know, I see these hotel rooms filled with candy. What what was in your hotel room or what can you remember uh, from that first time you came and stepped foot on campus at SU? Um, the first time, pretty much just feeling the family atmosphere, which I'm pretty sure anybody you talk to would say, um, it's crazy, like, how many people knew me before I even committed to Syracuse and how, like, involved they're in 
for years to come, not just that year. So that was pretty cool to see. That's probably the biggest thing that stuck out to me. And just and then the dome, like I went to the Syracuse Clemson football game. <laughs> instantly fell in love with the fans there. Like they kept screaming and even though it was like it wasn't a good game for Syracuse, like they still were all in there for the team. No Sour Patch Kids in the hotel room or anything that, that you were oh, loaded no, up with? I got some candy and some chips. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I see all the pictures of the hotel rooms. They're loaded with, like, airheads and Sour Patch Kids and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Benny. Well, we can't thank you enough for your time today. Uh, greatly appreciate it. Best of luck tonight against NC State. Get a win, and we'll see you back here against Louisville on Saturday. How's that sound? All right. Yep, cool. Thank you. That was Benny Williams uh, here on QSportsTalk.com as well as ESPN Radio Syracuse. We'll be right back after this. Watch your favorite ESPN Syracuse Sports Talk shows on QSportsTalk.com. This is Shays and Higgins. Welcome back to Shays and Higgins. Mario Sacco alongside Danny Shays and Danny Fandle. Always a great place to place your bets. Hockey season has hit the halfway point as the NHL All-Star break is happening here. And there's no better place to bet on the NHL than in the FanDuel Sportsbook. NHL parlays are a perfect way to make every shot feel like a hat trick. I've scored a couple of those in my day, Danny. You can turn a little bet into a big parlay or big payday as well. All season long, FanDuel is giving every customer NHL parlay insurance. You'll get up to $25 back each day if your parlay falls one leg short. Don't have a FanDuel account? Sign up now using the promo code Danny and enjoy 56 to 1 odds on either team to win the Super Bowl. You can turn a $5 bet into $280 cash. FanDuel is always the hookup. As always, 21 and older must be present in New York. Refund issued as non withdrawable site credit. Expires in seven days. Max refund $25. And also, got a gambling problem? Call 1 877. 84 Hope NY or text Hope NY. That's 467 369. Getting a little better on those, Danny. Getting a little better. There you go. All right. Let's, this makes perfect. Let's, let's jump back into the Syracuse NC State matchup tonight. Uh, and, and we touched on a, a lot of things uh, in the basketball game. Um, when you look at what Syracuse was able to do against the Wake Forest team in the second half. How were they able to turn Wake Forest over in that basketball game? And is that something that, that can continue with this basketball team? Because we haven't been able to see this team string together two halves of basketball on the defensive end. Well, they really overloaded the zone. You know, they had guys in passing lanes. They were really kind of sinking it in. Uh, I wouldn't say daring the threes, but really kind of overloading the, the power, the strong side of the ball or, or the strong side of the court. And it was very effective. I mean, Wake did not do a great job swinging the ball, throwing over the top. They were, they were trying to penetrate the middle. As you know, the other teams in the past have really made money by getting the ball to that foul line spot or just inside the foul line. So a lot of time Wake was trying to force it in there. Syracuse did a great job of getting the hands in those passing lanes. And, uh, and just being real active, you know, jumping in lanes, knocking balls away. And everybody was in on it. I mean, we, we saw you know, Jesse scrambling for some balls, uh, you know, all five guys you know, getting after it on the defensive end. And that's something that this team is going to need to really play consistently with that supreme effort, with the three-point line being such a big factor. You know, many teams are shooting over 50% of their shots from the three-point line, which is you know, an ungodly amount uh, you know, in traditional basketball. 
and uh, and we're going to see something similar tonight. This uh, Wake, uh, sorry, this NC State team does not get a majority of their points or a significant part of their points inside. They're they're a perimeter team with their you know, their top scores being perimeter players. So that three point line is going to be a bigger thing. Transition pace will be a bigger thing, and then defensive pressure. Uh, from them will be a bigger thing. So this is going to be a, a game that pace is going to be a big determiner. Is Syracuse going to want to slow it down and keep their shooters against a zone uh, versus you know letting them get out in transition? I think that's going to be you know their ideal pace is a little bit slower pace, not a 95 you know, run and gun shoot it out game. But, uh, you know, and then on the offensive end, uh, like I said, for them, you know, move the ball side to side, get their shooters involved, you know, get the ball inside, get some drives to the basket to loosen up uh, NC State's defense and, and give their shooters some better looks. So, you know, so I think that's, that's what's going to be a determiner. It's going to be a pace game tonight. This isn't a game, Danny, that's probably going to be played in the, the, the 60s. Uh, both teams ranked dead last as far as defense is concerned in the ACC. Syracuse giving up nearly 75 points a game. NC State, you know, very last. They give up uh, right at 75 points a game. Um, on the flip side, NC State and Syracuse both score the basketball. Uh, SU averages 77 points. NC State right around 75 points per contest. Uh, for Syracuse to come away with a win tonight, Danny, uh, does it come down to, to being able to stop a guy like Sebron, or, or does it come down to, you know, being able to, to lock down from the outside because that's where NC State's going to score tonight. Well, traditionally, when you're the road team, you want to control the pace, right? Not get the fans into it, not get them running up and down and celebrating, uh, you know, good offensive opportunities, you know, dunks or three-pointers in transition. So you want to control the pace. And again, what, what Syracuse really benefited from last game against Wake Forest was the turnover advantage, right? They only turned it over, what, six times, I think? And Wake, uh, you know, was turning it over plentifully in the second half. So, so traditionally, when you're the road team, you want to manage your turnovers, keep that number low, and manage the pace of the game. So, I think that you know, that's I don't see any reason to see something different tonight. I think Syracuse will play with that kind of traditional pace, and the efficiency uh, is what's going to be the difference maker, right? Again, not turn it over, good high percentage shots, so you don't trigger fast breaks on the other end, and then. As you mentioned, strong defenders with uh, you know Jesse doing a nice job patrolling the middle. It allows the defensive shell to really press out against their shooters. So I think that uh, uh, you know being able to settle into the zone on the defensive end will be an advantage. Danny, as we wrap things up here, we had Benny for about ten minutes uh, a segment ago. What'd you take from from what Benny had to say? And you know uh, what I took was flat out. You know he says if I'm not practicing well, I'm not going to play well. And, and he knows if he practices well. And, and, you know, going through those progressions and, and you've been there and you understand, you know, what shoes he's walking through. Well, you're seeing a kid who's developing the right way. He's doing the extra work in practice, you know, getting a shot down. He's learning a new system. He's you know, putting in the effort. His attitude is good. He's not getting all down because, uh, you know, he's not playing as much as he'd like. Remember, for, for a guy like Benny Williams and for every star coming in, this is the first time they haven't been the guy probably in their entire life where they haven't played every minute, you know, been the focus of, uh, you know, uh, green light on the offensive end. You know, now he's being judged on how on the things he said he never did, right? How well he defends, how well he rebounds, things he wasn't asked to do before. 
major transition for, in style for, for a player like that. So uh, I, yeah, I was very impressed with, like I said, he's doing things the right way to develop himself as a player, to be a complete player and earn the minutes he gets and then take advantage. So uh, I've seen it go both ways. I've seen guys take that long view and really succeed. And I've seen guys sulk it out, get a break and not be ready. And then, and that was their chance. So, uh, so for Benny, I've, I've, I was very impressed with his attitude, and I think he's going to, uh, you know, have a lot of success here. Do you get worried at all in today's day and age of you know a transfer portal and everything, and, and a guy not playing like Benny? And I know we didn't ask him specifically, and he's been asked before, and he says he's coming back. But do you get worried at all of, of that in, in today's day and age? I think at the end of the day, you never really know. Um, so, uh, you know, probably you know, worries the waste of time. But if you look at his situation here, he likes the, you know, likes the city. He's enjoyed school. He's settled himself in. Uh, he's developing, you know, with relationship, the family atmosphere. But also, if you look at his position next year, uh, you know, he's going to benefit by attrition. You know, Jimmy will be gone. Um, you know, so he'll have a natural slide in there. He, they've got support at the center position, so he won't have to play out of position. And, uh, you know, he'll be competing against uh, some recruits coming in, but he'll, again, have the advantage of with that extra year of experience. So I think, you know, for him, unless somebody tries to lure him away, you know, now you can lure him away with the money game uh, with the NIL. But I, I think that, uh, uh, you know, I have uh, you know, a good feeling that he'll be here next year. Danny, can't thank you enough for uh, joining me once again, as it is your show, so I can thank you for, for letting me sit in the seat a, a little bit. <laughs> I was going to say, I think you're joining me, <laughs> yeah. Mario. That's yeah. right. <laughs> Brian Higgins will be back tomorrow. He's down in Miami for the SU women's basketball game. Remember, no Brent Axe uh, coming up here. We do have Newhouse at night starting at 7 o'clock tonight, as well as the watch party on QSportsTalk.com. That is a 9 o'clock tip between Syracuse and NC State. For Shays and Higgins, I'm Mario Sacco alongside Danny Shays. Have a great night, everybody.